You're listening to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. Follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks or on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast, where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA. I am Jason Talbot, trying to come in with a little enthusiasm on today's cast, bring bring the vibes up with me, of course, none other than Marcus Chinqui. Marcus, how the hell are you, man? How uh, how are we feeling? Uh, I mean, it's been it's been a roller coaster the last few days. You know, that, our last episode, I mentioned uh, we were going down to Atlanta. We were there for Game Four. Might have seen us on television. Got a nice yep, little sure uh, did. excited sure did. <laughs> plug on TV in the second quarter, which is exciting. Probably the best. Uh, in-game experience i've had because i've never been that close and okay tony was there he was like man you know it was it was still worth it it was fun i feel like you got a good you got a good half of basketball pretty good you know we we were up we were yelling we were uh behind the nick bench yep so we could yell and scream at them i got a lot of photos and everything so it was cool you know state farm arena it's all right you know i I'll, i'll give them this they do i feel like msg is a very traditional arena. Like they don't do a lot of stuff in game for the crowd. Right. And at state farm, we had the drum line was going when you walk in there, that music blasting everywhere. They got a lot of food circles and restaurants inside the arena. So, I mean, it was all right. They did a couple like corny things here and there during the game. Just kind of funny. This, (laughs) they had this girl, it was her birthday. And they're like, name as many European countries as you can in 30 seconds. And you're going to go up against one of the Hawk players. And they don't tell you who it is. So she's just going for it. And we're like, okay, cool. She's going. And they're like, so you're going up against Bogdanovich. And we're like, <laughs> I knew that was coming. And he ran off like 30 of them in 30 seconds. I'm like, that's not fair. <laughs> so you uh, had a good laugh. Uh, it's it's but- funny you say that because like growing up, I only knew like Nick games and MSG and like, there's really not a lot of frills. Like you're lucky if you get some t-shirts thrust, tossed into the crowd, which is still pretty rare. So Barely like when I moved, yeah. So when I moved to other places and like, it kind of goes across like a lot of the New York sports, even the Yankee games, I would kind of argue the same thing. And like you go to Atlanta, living in Boston, they do so much more crowd interaction and these goofy things in between timeouts where like MSG man's, the- it's all business. <laughs> yeah, they have the that's how you they have the mascot going around yeah. bothering people, and it's just you know like they're trying to keep people engaged and keep people having fun. One thing that was a little distracting, I'll even say, they were pumping the crowd noise in there still, and it just sounds weird when you're like the arena's full, and throughout the game they're still pumping crowd noise in there, and I'm like, yeah, is this necessary? Because it's distracting me. I was like, come on, you know, but. You know, we are, uh, season's over. That's, that's, that's where we're at. And, and, uh, we, um, you know, game five, you are muted. Um, 
<laughs> Muted. Here, I got. I mean, I got to do it once. Um, we'll, I'm, we'll I I'm, I'm working off a cold here, so I got some cough. <laughs> muting. I'm unmuting. But just in case, Nick fans, if you didn't know, the Knicks lost 103-89 last night to the Atlanta Hawks at MSG, and uh, it, you know, it. We're going to talk about it today because. <laughs> It is a lot of positivity on social media from Nick fans. And I I do. I like that. I like that. Nick fans are still excited about the future. Nick's got the four seed, which no one was ever expecting. So everyone to come with the positives, but today I'd like to kind of start with the negative so we could end this, not final cast, but I think we talked about it before we got on here about, I think we need to just take a little break. You know, I'm, it's been a roller coaster. I'm, I'm emotionally drained <laughs> after that series. So I'd like to get right into it, man. And if you don't mind just kicking it off, let's. What didn't you like about the series? I mean, we there's probably a long list here. I, I want to highlight some of the big stuff like Julius I Randall mean, playing like absolute trash is obvious is an obvious one. Um, but. What are some of the other things that that just really stood out to you this series that really are kind of just you know thorns in your side and I mean, hard to shake I'll off? I'll say I've had a couple of days to be prepared for this. The, I think the NBA did that on purpose. They gave us three days off in between games just to get back to neutral. And I told you yesterday, I was like, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to lose by 20 points. But it's. Uh, it was just it was it was very frustrating to watch this entire series because the Hawks really didn't do anything different from game to game and we made Same no thing. major adjustment to combat it and that and it all came down to just making shots and guys just couldn't make shots and you saw RJ got a little bit more comfortable in games like 3 3 and 4 but they were just you know, this couldn't keep up. And then it came down to at the end of the game, it just looked like they were done. It just looked like they were gassed. It looked I, like they they knew it was over and they're not they rushing knew. to them. They weren't yeah. rushing to, to balls. They weren't boxing out. It was it was it was sad to watch at the end. And just because they think you you knew it, it was it was it was over in the third quarter. You're absolutely right. The the Knicks Especially, the, I forget exactly what point it was in the second half where you just knew the Knicks were like, we're coming in with what we're doing and we we can't beat this team. The way we play basketball and the way we've been winning all season and what we've been doing, that's what we're bringing to this series. We're not making any adjustments. We're not doing anything different. Randall, you saw it on his face. I mean, one of the shots, he shot a three and it went in. And it was like the, the relief that he had in his face. and But it was really also just this frustration of it going in of like, I'm struggling all series. I don't know what it is. I'm playing my game. He was hesitating a lot. I had to have Reggie Miller talk about it. That didn't make me real happy, but he was right. But it, it, it was just a super, super frustrating series for this team that they they knew they knew they couldn't beat them and 
one of the things that I really, really disliked was the way they handled themselves this game because I think all of that frustration came out. We wanted them to play huff, to play tough, and and kind of knock somebody on their ass, but not the way they did last night. The Randall throwing the ball at Trey, even the Taj Gibson push, the the some of the Reggie fouls, like they were playing dirty and they and they were getting their ass kicked, which makes it even worse. Like I, I was texting a friend where I'm like, this is if the bad boy Pistons sucked at basketball. Like, <laughs> then it's not cool. It's not cool when you play dirty and get under there, you know, our uh J.R. Smith on tying shoes and things like that. Like that team, like was winning. It was kind of fun. Like when you're playing that poorly and getting, you're getting your ass kicked on the course, but for pretty much almost all five games, you're lucky to even come out with one W. Um, and that, that was just really, thing, you know, it made me upset as a Nick fan. I was a little embarrassed to be honest like about it. Capella saying all that stuff. He said, it's like, well, he's not wrong. So yeah, you can't even get mad at what he was saying because they're winning these games and they're, in their do you, heads. And do you have any like, issue with Trey Young's trash talk or even the bow and things like that? Like personally, I don't. He, no, he because I, he wants to about he it. But yeah, he, he has every right himself. Yeah. And it's like you, if you're gonna win and if you're gonna smack around a team, it's like all right, we had to sit and take it. And it's not, you know, that's kind of the thing of sports. You talk trash, but you got to be able to back it up. And True that the Knicks didn't really say much. It was more a lot of fans talking back and forth about things. Yeah. But it's it happened. And that was the it was just so Man. the biggest thing to me was just the lack of adjustments. But it also is that we just didn't have the talent to really do it. And you know, they have they surrounded Trey Young with shooters. They spent all this money in the offseason to get guys and build a team. Their expectations were a lot higher. You know, they and they are where they are. That's probably where they were expected to be, a first-round team. And we didn't do that, and we overachieved and got to the playoffs. I don't think anyone, nobody expected that. So that's why it drives me nuts to hear all these guys in the media being like, the Knicks season is a failure because they lost in the first round. It's like, no, y'all expected us to win 20 games. Yeah. The season is by no one games. The season is not a failure. And it's crazy that, you know, a few years ago, the Nets did the same thing. They made it to the first round of the playoffs. They had a lot of young guys. Everyone's like, Oh, this is great. This is what teams should do is just build their team to the draft. And for them, it's success. Yeah. But when it's the Knicks, they got to find a reason to talk about us. And it, and say that we're a failure, the season's a failure, give me a break. Max Kellerman doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't want to hear any <laughs> nonsense out of him and when he says that stuff. In playing devil's advocate, I I do think there is some validity to that. You could potentially see the season. I, it's, I can't say the season is a failure, but the playoff experience was a pretty big failure. The the playoff series could not have gotten any worse. Like you said, there were no adjustments made. I thought about this, no adjustments thing for a while. And my only rationale to this is, and I think it does make sense when I really take a step back. Tibbs has not made an adjustment all year. The Knicks have gone out and done their thing every game. 
Occasionally, like, Knox moved to the bench. Certain guys got healthy when they were playing well. You know, Alfred even got benched in the playoffs. Like, there were a couple things here and there. But I think Tibbs is a little bit more old school. I mean, I'm going to bring up Phil Jackson as, as Phil Jackson, the coach. Phil Jackson ran the triangle. He let his teams go out there. He wouldn't call timeouts at times. He let Kobe and Shaq do their thing. He let MJ play through tough times to build character, teach this team how to win. Tibbs was kind of doing that with the Knicks, but we don't have Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen. Exactly. We don't, like, we don't have those guys. So <laughs> we have Julius Randle, who just, I think what Tibbs was hoping was, this is the way he's going to get Randle out of his funk. And unfortunately, it was the exact opposite. Now, if I'm the coach, that's not, I'm the type of guy, and I think you are and a lot of other Nick fans, we want to see adjustments. We want change. And for me, I think it was very obvious that when the young, more athletic guys went in there, um, because it's no big secret, our starting lineup is pretty slow and kind of lethargic, and our bench always gives us that energy, and I think they needed to get in the game more. My adjustment would have been not play Taj Gibson over 30 minutes, but rather go small and spread out Clint Capella, because as much as we were saying attack the basket, Anytime one of our guys went to the basket, they were scared of Clint Capella, and he was he's standing there. And he, that's all he had to do was he's just stand around everybody. The he's jumping up straight and just pressuring everybody. There's not many Clint Capellas in the league. The Knicks centers in this league are a dime a dozen, and there's not many big shutdown defensive centers. And the Knicks had no idea. I mean, we what, have one, but he's he's hurt. He's hurt. And... All, yeah, but Clint Capella is much more solid than Mitch. One of Mitch's things is he gets in foul trouble, and he's he's a bit skinny. You could push him around a little bit. Clint Capella is a he's a pretty hefty dude. I mean, he's he's handling Randall. He shut him down. I mean, Randall had almost more turnovers than the whole team last night. Um, and that's the thing. So, no one really went at Capella as like, you they, know, post him up or to. do anything like that. They didn't want they, to. They just, they like, as soon as they went towards the paint, Derek Rhodes is the only one who did. But it was, you know, 50-50 on whether or not he'd so, get pushed and not get a foul call. Or maybe he'd hit a layup. But none of them were wanting any piece of that. And it was just, it was kind of embarrassing to see that they were just playing scared. And they just didn't yeah. want to go in on these guys. And I, no slights, even any of the other guys out there, you know, Collins, even Bogdanovich, they played defense well enough and took everyone out of their game. And sometimes you just got to say the better team won. You know, very rarely does the better team lose. And it's uh, it's the harsh reality of this series. And maybe it's a matchups thing. I don't know. Or, you know, just being too shook by the moment. And there's a lot yeah, of young guys think- out there that just weren't ready for it. And you you learn there are I mean, there were other there's other big name players in the past who have frozen up on we- their first playoff experience. And you you know, you live and learn. That's kind of the thing. But I'm and I'm curious to see how Philly's gonna play them because I don't think they're gonna be able to play the same type of game against them as they did against us. And no, I I think Capella is not gonna be as dominant when he's going up against Joel Embiid, assuming that he can stay healthy and play Even in the Even Dwight Howard, he's and, not going to be able to do you it. You know, so. we don't have a Ben Simmons going to the rack. We don't have a a Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris and that's and the supporting cat, a shooter like Seth Curry. So Danny Green, you know, the, Philly's a much better team. And, that, and that's the thing. The Knicks overachieved this year. And that's what we've been saying. It just sucks that we got to see a Knicks team overachieve because they were playing 
such good team basketball and everyone was doing what they were supposed to do. And it was just great to see everyone maximizing their talent. And unfortunately the Knicks came into this series where I hate to say it, but I put a lot of the blame just on, on Julius Randall because top down he was he was terrible. He's and, and not only just his play, he's affecting the whole game where he didn't know what to do when he's getting double teamed. He's rushing, he's hesitating, and he's the leader of the team. And when you're struggling that bad, you know, each game it was like Burks tried to help the team the first game. Rose came up big in a few other games. You know, the bench OB was coming up big. Everyone was trying Taj with some big games, Nerlens, and then like, and by this by game five, it was just kind of like we're all that's what was so we need we need you now at some point to really step up and there were glimpses like okay i think randall's getting out of it i think he's coming and then the turn like dumb turn i mean dribbling off his own feet he's not he's getting stripped because he's like heads in the clouds it was just like randall he was back to last year's randall and we don't know like what was going wrong in his head that he just was completely taken out of the game and just like looking at it was looking at the turnovers, it was just like, uh, I almost wanted him to just, you know, tapes to just keep him on the bench in the, uh, in the fourth quarter, just let the young guys play it out because there was no benefit to bringing Julius back into that game. And it just sucks that it all came down the way it did. And I'll say again, it's a learning experience. You know, I've, I've, I've cooled since uh since last night yeah, i was i was yeah. i think we had long enough even during the game to be to come to terms with everything because it was all going so badly for so long yeah and and like you said atlanta's a good team and kind of switching gears to a little bit of positive stuff we knew the Knicks overachieved and even if you do go with the young guys a little bit more and you make some adjustments i think the series still ends the way it did i just wish it didn't have to and like this, and I wish some of the younger guys could have gotten more playoff experience because I think deep down we want quickly to be a bigger part of this team. We want Obi to be a bigger part of this team. We want, you know, even we're hoping Knox and Frank, like get them some more minutes so they at least just get the experience, like versus letting Taj Gibson play over 30 minutes in a game that is out of reach. It just, it, I, maybe, maybe Tibbs was also just as frustrated. Maybe, maybe Tibbs is going to come out as a better coach after this you know i hope so i mean that's the thing that gets me the most is you put a lot of blame on randall but i put a lot of blame. i think we put a lot of blame equally on on tips tips and i said in a couple podcasts ago absolutely and he even said it last night like does tibbs know he can make substitutions does he forget that he's the head coach you know like you don't have to keep watching this happen over and over and over again before you make like they should have yeah. made a change to put Derrick Rose in the starting lineup a month and a half ago. Yeah. Like so just cut, so you have that familiarity, you have that adjustment ready to go if you have to and, do it. And go and that's why I think and I could be wrong and like I you know yeah you I won't know the answer to this until a, a few years from now, but I think this is the coaching style of Thibodeau. He knows we're not going to win a championship. But he's trying to instill a culture and teaching these guys when you earn your starting spot, you are the starter and you're going to play through. You guys are young. And even if you're struggling, you're going to go out there and you're going to make it right. You're going to play better. 
And that's what got Randall to be a better player this year. That's what got, you know, and unfortunately, like the Alfred thing, you kind of had to just take him out at that point. Like he wanted to keep Alfred in throughout the whole series, but when Alfred literally just gave up, like you're watching a guy give up in playing basketball, at least Randall didn't, he never gave up. He was still, you know, we're saying at the end of the game, you get like the, I think we're saying more of the body language and just like the Knicks knew that the series was lost, but like throughout this, you know, series, Randall's given it his all. Something I will give, I will give him. And it's just, I just noticed it when I was at the game in game four, it looked bad and it got bad fast. But if you watch the bench, Julius was there barking at everybody. I think he knew that he was even playing badly him. He's, he was good. He went to each player and was talking to them individually about, yeah. about, I don't know what he was saying, but he was doing that. And it was very animated what he was saying. Like he looked very passionate playing that leader role. And when yep. I saw that, I was like, well, at least he's doing that. You know, like he's aware that everyone needs to try and, you know, still give it his, give it their all in there. And I appreciated seeing that out of him. Yep. Which you and, only get when you sit behind the bench at a play. And so I think, you know, for this, for the Knicks moving forward, it was a successful season with a really sad ending to the season because you even just wanted losing four one fine. If they got swept fine, but the way it unfolded is just, it couldn't, as I said before, it could not have gotten uh, any worse and more disappointing, but to say it's a failure is just people wanting to, uh, you know, throw it on the Knicks and Knicks for clicks. make fun That's of the Knicks and all oh, Brooklyn's the real New York team. And yeah, I'm watching Brooklyn games and Harden, KD and Kyrie together. They're all amazing players. We don't have any player on our team that comes close to their talent. Randall had a season where he played on a level to up to those guys. Still not as good. I think those guys are still on another tier. Um, so but to say that, but the, the fa- they kept I, I, saying such a you know, young the foundation. Team. The foundation is set, and I think that's what everyone was taking out of it. You know, every, there were people early on. You know, you and I have that discussion a lot of like, oh, they should. Why are they winning games? They should just tank and just go for the draft picks and stuff. And I and I, and I hate that. But yeah. then they start winning, and you're like, okay, cool. We're seeing a style of basketball come into play that we can get excited about. Julius is having a season. RJ's taking leaps. And we're like, oh, wait a minute. So we might actually be good this year. Yeah. And you gave, the, the Knicks gave us something to root for, which we haven't had. And what people need to just get on board with is that this was not a championship aspirational team. This is step one, you know, and we got to just see how the next couple of years go. And we just, yes, we are ahead of schedule, we did a lot better than everyone thought we would, but it's not the end all be all. This no, isn't a team not. that was like, oh, it's championship or bust. It's nothing like that. So I think we just need to see what is going to happen in the offseason. Guys finally have a full offseason to really get themselves right, figure each other out. You know, we'll have the draft picks. We'll see what we can do in free agency, see what Tibbs and his staff can come up yeah. with. And we'll see what it will go into next year. People have a little bit higher expectations of us, but again, we're not a championship team yet. And there's no reason to, to shit on them for not making it out of the first round against a team that had the same record as us paid a whole lot more for their players 
And, you know, that's just what we have to look forward to. So all in all, I think we're doing okay. As Knicks fans, we're, we've, we've summed it up. The sky's not falling. We're not happy about the, the result of this series and how it went down, but we know that the future is bright because we're on the right path. We got some young guys. The Knicks have a lot of decisions to make. I think maybe might be a good idea to do in the offseason. We'll do a cast and talk about maybe what moves you like to see the Knicks uh, to see uh, what moves you like to see the Knicks make free agents, what we think we need. I think we all know a guard uh, would be nice because Derek Rose, honestly, Derek Rose, I played at least 50. Maybe he's at the Tom Brady of, of basketball. Uh, if he but, comes back, I'd be more than happy I, for him oh, to I be hope, coming I off the bench oh, and playing 25 minutes a game. But um, you know, Mitch is going to come back. We'll have some new draft picks. Maybe quickly has a bigger role. Uh, Randall, let's not talk about it now. But I want to see Obi get a we much want, bigger role. We're going to see Randall back. Let, let's just this performance. Yeah. Randall's going to be back. Maybe actually we saved this a little bit of money. How much they're going to pay him? Yeah, cause... maybe the next save a little bit of a little bit of dough. I don't know. We'll see. But, hey, it's been a, a hell of a season. It kind of sucks that it's ending now. Marcus, you and I haven't made a bet in a while. It's a little weird because we're in the middle of the NBA playoffs. The series is already wrapped up. But typically, we like to do a friendly wager for a fresh pair of undies, not a sponsor. I'm thinking maybe we change the bet. We, we can figure that out after, usually. We like to do like an article of clothing. It seems uh, it ends up being shorts, socks. Um, I need some new socks. Yeah, I just ordered some socks. Uh, Bombas, not a sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're great. Uh, I got some on right now. Let's let's make our Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and Finals picks, and we usually break it up by who gets the most correct out of those picks. We don't know each other's picks, so we could have complete overlaps. And then I guess the bet's off, but <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah. Why don't you go first? Let's, let's hear uh, okay. and, and And then maybe your reasoning, a quick, a quick reasoning for your choices. Out of the West, I'm going to go with, I think I might have to go with Phoenix. And I was on, I was on, I was on the fence. I thought maybe Utah, but I don't see the Lakers coming out. I don't see the Clippers think, coming out. Do you think the Lakers are going to lose to the Suns? I think the Lakers are going to lose. Yeah. In if all, Anthony Davis yeah. doesn't play and doesn't or can't give you more than fifty percent, I don't see the Lakers being on the team. I think Chris Paul playing on one arm, I think, is going to be able to take care of them and. Yeah, it's nice to see like a, a nice Paul young team. Paul re-aggravated uh, his injury uh, in the last yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, so now he's he looking he's to get paid through, more too. Uh, so, yeah. He'll play through it. Um, okay, so the Suns in the West. Wow. The Suns in the West. Okay, okay. And I think, I don't remember what I said at the start of the season. I, I, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember. But I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks, man. They, they handled the Miami Heat. My allegiance has shifted for the rest of the playoffs to Milwaukee. <laughs> I got, you know, we got we got it in the family, sister-in-law out of Wisconsin. You know, we got a lot of friends in the Midwest. Let's go with the Bucks. I, I want to yeah. see, I just want to see them beat the Nets. And I know I've always kind of, I've always leaned towards Philly 
some a lot of times. I've always I've always been hopeful for them, but I don't know. I think Milwaukee they finally get over the hump. I hope I didn't just jinx them. Okay, and so it you all got works out, Milwaukee so. versus Buck Suns. Wow, man, look at that! High ratings for that <laughs> one. <laughs> and then, um, and who who takes uh, who takes the title? Oh, I'll give the Bucks. Bucks are going yeah, going all the way. Wow, look at so, you! Yeah. Wow. So give you, give Giannis some shine. That is that's some hot takes right there. I hot am, take. I told you I was coming in. I gotta tell you, I'm not giving much of a hot take here. It is without question. I think going to be Brooklyn out of the East. You, people could argue they don't even have a a real center. I mean, they got Blake running. Um, James Harden and Kevin Durant and Kyrie. You forget how good Kyrie is. Um, he's so strong for for a little guy. Um, he's not even that little. He was going up dunking and stuff to him. Like, damn, like Kyrie, you know, you dismiss him because he's you know, when, a flat earther. And he, when he's I got good that. knees, he yeah. can. <laughs> uh, I just think at the end of the day, when Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie are out there, as much as uh, and I like Philly too, I think the big three in Philly, Milwaukee, the Nets. I could see any three of those coming out of the East, but I'm going to take Brooklyn. I'm going to take Brooklyn to win the whole thing as well, and I believe that they are. Now, if the, if the playoffs hadn't started, I probably would have picked the Lakers because I think LeBron and Anthony Davis would have found a way. But, it, but, but if uh, in the words of Charles Charles Barkley, if, if street clothes isn't uh, playing in Anthony Davis, they're not winning anything. So no, no guarantees. <laughs> if Anthony Davis comes back, I then do think the Lakers beat Phoenix. But how? If he can't really make it through the first series, how? <sighs> it's not like he's going to get better. As I'm going to take the Utah Jazz, and uh, just based on health. Because I, I can't trust from what I've seen, and, and LeBron is still a little, a little banged up. But you need both of those guys. You need everyone healthy, and I don't think the Lakers can stay healthy. So I, I'm going to take the Jazz versus the Nets in the finals. Not, not too surprising. And then I, and then I think the Nets ultimately win that series with Donovan Mitchell back too. That's huge, and you saw it right away with Donovan Mitchell back. Memphis is, is, uh, you know, they're a pretty good team. Like, if I we could Mem- get, Memphis could could win the East if they were in the Eastern Conference. So if we could get Dylan Brooks, I think Dylan Brooks is becoming one of my my favorite guys yeah. to watch out there. Plays hard, just a hustle player. He's just you know, he aggravates people. Yeah. I like I, I, that's that's that that Memphis way of playing basketball. So interesting. Yeah. Um, so right, so we got a wager on the table. We'll teams. see. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. I, mean, I can't believe we all have different picks. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Usually, rogue. I'm team. I yeah, I thought you were going to be team Philly all the way, um, but they got another injury kind of. If, if yeah, if Embiid isn't a hundred percent, I don't love their chances. So, um, so we got those in. Do you have any more closing remarks on the Knicks season? Maybe maybe a little closing statement about the Knicks and and let's. It was a good season. Uh, I got to finally go to my first Nick playoff game, so I can't complain. And that was the one game they actually won. Yes. So I'm not complaining there. Too. You got to go to that game. And, you know, I, I can hold on to that one over the summer, that that feeling. Yep. 
and we come back next year. You know, again, it's all a pro- it's all a building process. We've laid the foundation. Now we just start, you know, piling up some some uh I don't want I was gonna say bricks, but that's not a good basketball analogy. Brick, brick. So, this is, you know, this we, is chapter one of the new yeah. uh of the new Knicks. And so yeah, you gotta start somewhere. And we we hit some we we hit some highs, man, and it and it came crashing down at the end. But that's how stories go sometimes <laughs> <laughs> the book the story the book's not over the book is not over uh it's just the end of a chapter things can things can turn you know in a and and i will say this about the knicks too when you look at this team in the future i think we all know that the knicks are not going to win a title with julius randall as the team's best player that can't happen so we always know we need a free agent or we need RJ to grow or we need quickly to really emerge into this amazing player. We even saw some flashes of Obi, like really impressive where that kid can go. And there's, we got chapter one, man. This, this was chapter one. Let's, and I'm, we're excited for, for chapter two and three and four and five and six. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then a nice epilogue. But yeah, now we can we can relax. Um, you know, off season news is going to start real soon. Uh, just God, who knows? But uh, next fan, next fans, Wind, no. Windhorse not, is going to have yeah. crazy takes. We're going to hear stuff from the media of like, do we do the Knicks get rid of Randall? I bet they're talking about that on ESPN right now. Do the Knicks move on with Randall? Is Tibbs the right coach for the Knicks? Yes, Leon Rose this year was a huge success. Go Knicks. 82 games next season. We'll have a real season. And um, yeah, and the offseason is going to be wild, man. Nick's got a, a lot of d- decisions to make. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. So excited for the future. That's all. That's all. That's all we needed. And uh, I think I think we'll be all right. I do, too. Uh, this has been episode 56 of the Let's Talk Nick's podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Knicks. Damn it. God. (laughs) Perfect. Just a perfect way to end this podcast. We're on Twitter, damn it, at Let's Talk Knicks and on Instagram at Let's underscore talk underscore Knicks. We'll work on getting rid of those underscores so that way I don't screw this up. But we will talk to you next time. (laughs) 